When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. A breaking news edition of Purple Daily here on a Monday, fellas. As you're waking up, well, you're probably already wide awake because this is posting middle of the day here. Uh, but welcome in, Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And if they do, it will be without linebacker Eric Kendricks. The Vikings announced this morning they have released one of the great linebackers in franchise history. They entered the week. About $24 million over the salary cap. That was one of the worst cap situations in the NFL. And uh, releasing Eric Kendricks frees up about $9.5 million. So we'll get to that and some other interesting nuggets in Vikingsville from the NFL Combine. Um, The show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. I just hung another... uh, my second TCL TV up in uh, in our new place here. Very nice. Be nice to be you. Well, I mean, they're affordable TVs mm-hmm. for the Purple Daily audience. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah, saying. that's one of the best things about these award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Mm. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL or more at TCL.com. So, all right, boys. This is the first, I promise you, we weren't just blowing smoke the last few weeks. You guys are just making stuff up. No, there's going to be moves. The Vikings have to get cap compliant. And um, this is a big one here. Eric Kendricks, one of the great linebackers in Vikings history, is gone. Brian Asamoa, start gearing up, buddy, because you're going to be a starter almost certainly. So, uh, And we got quotes here from statements from Vikings brass and whatnot we can get to. But how did this hit you guys this morning when you saw the news? Statements are very nice, too. Everyone loved him. He was great, which meant that they made the call, and, and he said, thank you, and they said, thank you, and then everybody gave a, a statement. Um, I urge you not to look at the name. I urge you not to look at your loyalty. I urge you to remember the good times, but let's examine the most important thing right now, you guys, as we talk about this, because it's not about players. It's about it's about off-season business, okay? With this move of Player X, so don't consider it a friend of yours. Just consider it Player X. The Vikings save $9.5 million in cap space. They only, and this is where this was the inevitable first move and made a ton of sense, they only assume in dead money $1.9 million. Yeah. And and instead of being 24.4, 
million or they're approximately according uh to over the cap um over the salary cap the vikings now as we talk guys are 15.675 million over the cap so that was a nice cut right there that brings it down and the reality is the most important game that the vikings are playing right now is the salary reduction game that's the win so you know what kendrick's was I thought outstanding at one time. Hell, in 2019, he was first-team All-Pro. But that being said, this move makes a ton of sense. As you said, Phil, there's a lot more to come here. Uh, But by 3 p.m. on March 15th, you must be cap compliant, and your wins are who you can actually either restructure or have to release at this point. That's the win today. I think this was just the easiest cut to make. You know, I know a lot of Vikings fans probably don't want to hear that because Kendrick's been such a great player, productive player. To Judd's point, an All-Pro not too long ago. But, you know, when we started doing the roster manipulations uh, when the season ended after the Giants lost in the wild card round, we kind of looked at that one and said, could he get anything for him? And to be honest, when you look at the cap situation, if you just can, if the team can cut him for a million dollars and he's scheduled to make 11, well, no team's just going to give up a draft capital and draft pick for a guy that's a little overpaid and they'd rather just have him hit the free agent market. And you can probably sign him for a much more reasonable deal than an $11 million cap it for a veteran player. He's going to catch on somewhere. Of course he is. Uh, but I think this, of, of all their cuts to make, this one was probably the one that made the most sense. He was a great player, but I think it was pretty easy to say goodbye at this point. Yeah, we did. So we, you know, when, when the offseason initially hit, the day after the Vikings got bounced from the playoffs, we took pen, pencil, eraser, and we started going through the different things they could do to free up space. We, we, we've done two or three different iterations of this. I don't think any of us have fought at all. Like, there, I think we've gone back and forth about what to do with Kirk. We've gone back and forth about what to do with Thielen. Dalvin, can you trade him? Uh, Harrison Smith, the, really, the, I mean, Zedarius and Daniil, we've had a ton of back and forth on this show. The one guy that we all, and I would say there's a couple guys, Jordan Hicks, the other starting linebacker being one of them, too. It'll be interesting to see. and we, We'll get to the sort of the landscape of the Vikings linebacker situation, but we didn't really have any dissenting voices, at least on this show. And I don't know that anyone who's been listening and watching has, I can't remember any feedback emails or anything for anyone going to bat for Eric Kendricks at this point in his career. Um, I I do think we should pay some homage on a day like today where you're saying goodbye to him for a reason because he just turned 31 last week. He makes too much money, but for several years, he was one of the best linebackers in the entire league. Mm -hmm. I was looking up this morning on... um, football reference since he entered the league in 2015 Eric Kendricks has the second most tackles of any player in the NFL behind only Bobby Wagner and he has the fifth most TFLs of any linebacker in the entire league since he entered as a rookie in 2015 and he was you know in 2017 that was what his third season he was one of the leaders of the NFL's best defense that went to the NFC championship game and uh yeah we don't have to read through all these quotes, but obviously the Vikings, they knew this was coming, so they lined up Quasey and Kevin O'Connell and even the Wilfs to deliver statements. I'm going to read you the one from the ownership group. Eric's impact on our franchise over the past eight years has been immeasurable at the core of our defense. Eric exemplified perfectly what it means to be a Minnesota Viking. He was the ultimate competitor and an incredible leader who set a high standard and consistently carried himself with class. Off the field, Eric set an example for others with his passion for giving back and using his platform to drive positive change. We especially appreciate his immediate contributions as an original member of the team's social justice committee and his partnership with us to fight against social and racial inequities. 
We are grateful to Eric and his wife, Allie, and look forward to watching them continue to make a difference in the future. So he's getting the full the full franchise treatment out the door, and now he gets, what, 10 days. If he wants to sign early, he can sign before the actual window opens up for the other free agents. He was actually, at, at his best, he, he was almost a hybrid safety linebacker because he, he would read and react and make plays. I mean, mm-hmm. he picked off some passes that were a phenomenal reaction um, that weren't traditional, I don't think, uh, picks by that position. But again, he was a hybrid type of player, phenomenal athlete at, at his best. I would say, and this is where like the, the Wills being involved with the statement is uh, is probably a great move, but it's interesting as I would say post-George Floyd, there's no question his impact was far more off the field. Like he did a lot, like when the George Floyd situation occurred, Kendricks came forth right away, talked about it. And up until then, you know, he wasn't like Mr. Uh, Gift of Gab guy. Like there, there was a long time in his career where as far as a player went, I thought he was a lousy quote, but he clearly just didn't want to talk, which was fine. But then when George Floyd occurred, he really stepped up, I thought, and did some great things community-wise. Um, I found it very intriguing that when Zimmer got fired, Kendricks was one of the few that actually came through with a real quote of, about, you know, fear-based culture and things mm-hmm. like that. So I think Eric's impact on the franchise and the community was far greater as far as a as far as his vocal presence at the end. The first part, though, he was at one time a really, really damn good player. So here's the question now going forward. What? Well, two questions. Let's start with the linebacker situation now for the Vikings. Do you think Jordan Hicks is next? So the the Vikings had um, six players play at least a snap at linebacker, in inside linebacker in the three-fourths, not talking about outside edge guys. Mm-hmm. They had six guys play at least a snap in a game, uh, not counting special teams. Eric Kendricks played 1,100 snaps, 1,166. Wow. Jordan Hicks played 991 snaps. Brian Asamoah played 121 snaps. Yeah. Troy Dye, 42. Ryan Connolly, 16. And then uh, William, uh, is it pronounced Quenku, played 13 snaps. Mm. I don't even remember him, quite frankly, (laughs) but those were, I'm sure, 13 great snaps. In key moments, I'm sure. So they just got rid of basically 50% of their snaps at that position. If they were to say goodbye to Jordan Hicks, who's under contract technically for one more year, they would save $5 million and they would eat 1.5. So it's almost a no-brainer. I think Kendricks might have been better than Hicks last year, and they just said goodbye to Kendricks. Yeah, But if you do that, the guy with the most experience left on your current roster is Brian Asamoah, who played, like I said, 121 snaps at linebacker. That's it as a rookie. Yep. So what do you make of what they have? I mean, they just, they either have to go sign someone in free agency or draft someone and plug in a rookie next to Brian Asamoah. So what do you make of the, the landscape of that position for the Vikings? Well, first of all, I think Kendricks was released like he was so that he would get his day. Um, Hicks is going to be on a press release that probably includes three names. Uh, not because he's not a good guy, but he played a year here. Kendricks is, Kendricks, I think, is being given the courtesy of three statements and deserves that. 
So yeah. standalone I, day, they're probably yeah. not going to do feeling yeah. today, right? No, and that that will be if and when we'll, uh, we get to that. We can certainly talk about it. That's going to be intriguing to see how that is handled. But anyway, um, I think Hicks has gone to. This is a position, you guys, at which Brian Flores can make a call on a guy he likes, probably a veteran, and sign him. Because again, it's not a high interior inside linebacker in a three four is not exactly uh oh my god we're gonna have to break the bank type of move mm-hmm. so Asamoa plays I'm curious if die gets a chance now he's certainly stuck like he he doesn't ordinarily get a chance but he's played special teams and he's been here for a while now uh but I think the reality is it's Asamoa and a veteran who probably comes at a reasonable price and that veteran's probably in his I don't know mid 20s or something like that yeah. so there's a I bunch don't, of dudes out there i don't think this is a very difficult thing to do and you know eric kendricks at his best was a standout in a 4-3 middle linebacker that's a very different thing so i actually don't think that this this is hard and i think hicks is not being released more as a courtesy to give kendricks his time i think i think this is actually a very simple problem to solve mm-hmm. I'd be pretty surprised if they went with a full starting linebacker crew of two rookies and a Brian Osamoa. So basically three players who are, you know, less than two years into the NFL. So someone, some veteran player to Judd's points probably going to be brought in here. I don't think Flores wants to completely give, you know, the, the whole keys of the car of that position to inexperienced players. So someone basically like a Jordan Hicks that they signed last year is going to be plugged and played in here. I don't think they keep Jordan Hicks. But it's probably someone that Flores is familiar with. Yeah, it's not just some guy from the Cardinals like Jordan Hicks. He had a bunch of tackles, right? I think he led the Cardinals in tackles before he came over to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. I don't he think led, just, the le- led the league in tackles. League in tackles. So it's got probably some veteran like that. Also, sh- uh, shameless plug, Realistic Randy and I are going to go over free agent targets also on this Purple Daily YouTube channel today as well for uh, nice. Brian Flores and the Vikings to get after. It's 3-4, though. So they're, they're actually just trying to find one guy. So it's it's your two outside guys are, are the two outside linebackers. So you're just trying to find a guy, and it's they, one. But they but they also need depth because again we we don't know. But they've got it, depth. We don't do they? They they've know. got depth. They 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 like guys like Die. And and look again, it's not hard. You draft one. You draft two. That's the thing about this whole thing, you guys. Too is you know we've almost become conditioned partially or not partially. It started with Zimmer. We become conditioned to well rookies can't play. It's a mistake. It's a good point. That's a fallacy. It's not mm-hmm. true. Rookies didn't play with Donatel. Dude, the rookies, Chiefs had seven rookies yes, contributing to a like, Super Bowl. Run. Think about a linebacker job. If you bring in a guy who's not a complete moron mentally, right? And and you're like, okay, interior linebacker is what you're going to, to play. And that guy w- was good in college. There is nothing that says he can't c- come out. And keep in mind, too, the other thing is those guys potentially athletic prime. Like, they're fast. They're good. So I I think we've been conditioned here to be like, well, that guy can't play. Lewisine can't play. And it's like, actually, he could have played. And uh, according to PFF's free agency ranking, so of the top 100 overall players they have available in free agency, 12 are linebackers. Yeah. Inside linebackers, not okay, yeah. edge rushing. That's Perfect. a whole other category. And many of them are under the age of 29. So there's guys, I mean, I mentioned David Long to you guys, TJ Edwards from the Eagles. Those guys are both 26 years old. Leighton Vander Esch is 26 years old. So there's there's a bunch of guys out there that you could. And 
like Judd said, you're not paying twenty million dollars a year for a free agent linebacker. Yeah. So, um, so that brings us to the next question, which is, who's next? As Bill Goldberg you're would next. say, what do you think? Let's go through some of the stuff because some <laughs> of this intertwines with news that we that we saw come out throughout the weekend. The NFL Combine. I think it continues for another day or two. One day left. So today, it okay. ends today. Yeah. But the bulk of the conversations and the everyone's gone, has been laid. but the teams themselves now. Yep. So the fun is done, and the fun led to Derek Carr, for instance, signing a four-year contract yeah. with the Saints this morning. All of that came I out through the combine. The Jets are going to wind up with neither of these guys, right? The Jets thought, oh, we got Derek Jets. Carr or Aaron Rodgers, and they might be overplaying their hand here. But Der- <laughs> Shock- Shocking for the Jets to overplay no. their hand again. Oh, I know. So this is, from, this is from the weekend. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, actually former Vikings beat writer Jeremy Fowler. So when he reports things about the Vikings, he's got some people in the building that oh, he he's is. He's very plugged in now, too. Mm-hmm. Very plugged in. He says, watch for the Minnesota Vikings to make some moves with veteran players. Well, they just did with Eric Hendricks. Receiver Adam Thielen's $20 million cap hit must be reworked, and it wouldn't be a surprise if talks resulted in a fresh start. His role in the offense could be an issue after Thielen averaged 6.5 targets per game, down from 7.5 in 2021. Thielen believes he has more to offer than that, and Minnesota very well could enter the receiver market in free agency or via trade. Harrison Smith, and he wrote this before the Kendricks thing, Harrison Smith and Eric Kendricks are veterans to watch as well. The Vikings could ask them to restructure or take pay cuts. The sense here is that Smith stays on, even if it's at a reworked salary. Yep. I will add this, that Judd and I also have our eyes and ears on the ground at the Combine, even though we weren't actually in Indianapolis, but little gophers running around here and there. And there is some word that... Adam Thielen continues to believe he has a lot of gas left in the tank yep. and that it may not align with what the Vikings think in terms of how much he should be paid, what his role should be. So that's the question. We know now there's enough. I mean, God, go back a month to when Thielen's wife was on Instagram, right? And there's been enough sort of steam with his interviews and things we've heard behind the scenes. Sure. He thinks he is still a top-notch wide receiver and has more to offer than what the Vikings are allowing him to. To what extent do the Vikings feel the same way, and can they meet in the middle on a on a restructured contract? That's that's what that that's going to come down this week at some point. So, if I'm not mistaken, to give credit where credit is initially due, I think on our scoop session with Doogie last Thursday, he brought these two things up. I think he, he said that that it sounded like Harrison would restructure because you know I think the odds there are either or the answer there is either cut him or restructure him. And the feeling thing sounds like it was getting contentious at that time. Sounds potentially more contentious now. I think the only question now is the exit plan, right? Because cutting him, if you don't give him the post-June 1st designation, you're taking on a lot, what, 13-plus million dollars of dead cap. You'd be eating 13.5, saving 6.5, but you'd save the 6.5 before free agency starts. Right, you would, but... I guess my point is I think we are now at we are now at the juncture the crossroads of where both sides probably have to figure out the best way to say goodbye because look it's one thing if Thielen is haggling over dollars it's another if he is demanding a role that they really don't have and look I just don't think they have 
I don't think they have a number two, you're in your old role spot for a guy who has proven, you know, in the last few years that he's been slowed. He certainly now, I think it's safe to say, has injury issues, which at his age aren't necessarily just going to magically disappear. So I think we're unfortunately to, to that point in the dance where both sides have to figure out how to bring this to an end and then try at least publicly to make it as civil as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just from a playing standpoint, forget his contract for a second here. If he is really saying, no, I got more here. I'm the number two to Jefferson. JJ and JJ and AT, man, it's all about us. Um, Kevin O'Connell's pretty smart. I think he sees what we see. And Adam would not be the first person who is a bit on the delusional side to think I'm still great. And it's like, you're still good, but you're not great. Uh, the other thing that's intriguing is if he is attempted to be traded or cut, you know, the free agent market at that at this position is not super deep. Mm-hmm. Now, Thielen doesn't, in my opinion, fit what the Vikings need as a compliment to Jefferson, but he certainly could find a, a job. And so, yeah, I think we are in the last days, and I think it would be very wise if if we were in the last days of Thielen being on the Vikings roster. You know, I, I will I will say because he signed the the restructured deal that kicked a lot of money into the future. He did that a year ago, right? And right. he put the Instagram post out. You can't get rid of me yet. Yep, kind of kind of a thing. Yes, I don't know if it was Wilf driven or if it was Quasi and KOC driven, but they miscalculated this one yep. and they put themselves in a really tough spot here to either have to swallow a ton of dead money or they have to say goodbye to him and they don't get the cap savings that they did with Eric Kendricks or they have to find some way to sort of awkwardly reduce his number to a point where both sides feel okay and then figure out a role that makes him not a malcontent. And it's, I think it's one of my biggest criticisms of you know the first few months of the Quasi and KOC regime is this was a pretty obvious one, that he, he was eroding for two or three years before last season, and his age and injuries, like what, what led you to think, oh, he's going to be worth a $20 million cap hit with very little out in 2023. So I, I never really understood that one. They're kind of, with Kendricks too, what they're, what they're having to do right now is confront the decisions they made a year ago. And maybe they would tell you, and a lot of fans, it was worth it because they kept everything intact and pushed decisions and money into the future so that they could win 13 games in an exciting fashion, right? And they went to the playoffs. They won the division. They can hang a divisional banner. And maybe the organization would tell you, see, we knew it. We knew it. Mike Zimmer was holding this team back, and all we had to do was bring in some better leadership, better vibes, and push this thing to double-digit wins. And so maybe the ownership would say, totally worth it. Now we have to make a bunch of tough decisions. But could they have... Could they have racked up some trade value for some of these players a year ago? Could Vikings fans have, all right, let's, um, instead of a chance to win 13 games, maybe it's a grind to get to eight again. But look how well we are set up cap-wise and draft capital-wise for 2023. Hindsight's 2020 at this point, but the decisions they made a year ago are now staring them in the face this week. It sure seems like a year ago, though, the Wilf said, we wanted everybody back. Like, they basically brought everybody back. And I think what I think what we're seeing here in action is a great lesson probably to Quasi, who's still a young GM of in this sport, you're better off at least starting to trim things 
a year before. Like, if they had cut Thielen or traded him, let, let's say they trade him a year ago at this time as free agency starts. Are you telling me they don't win 13 games? Because I saw a guy that was slowed. I saw a guy that was hurt. I saw a guy, I mean, again, he wasn't a terrible player, but was he, uh, when, when you identify the Vikings won 13 games, why? For instance, I'll give you one, Kirk, mm-hmm. you know, Kirk. Kirk deserves tons of credit for Fourth that. Fourth quarter Kirk, Kirk O'Chain. Exactly. So, so I'm not trying to crap on a bunch of players here, but I'm just saying, do you look back and say, you know what, they won 13 games because they had Kendricks and Thielen? No, you don't. If both of them had been gone, my guess, they win 13 games. Yeah, those guys, like, they had their moments of making plays, but the overall sort of totality of their play wasn't lifting the Vikings like yes. it did four or five years ago. Like Kirk did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... Or this past season. It's a, it's a valid point. Another thing here, too, just, just to lop this discussion on the table, Daniel Jeremiah, I was actually watching a wild Friday night for me. All right, oh, or maybe yeah? it was Saturday. can't remember. I, was, I think it was Saturday. What type of cocktail on hand, by the way? Um, you know, I'm kind of, it's, it's, it's red wine usually for me and the occasional surly or craft beer. Good for you. A seltzer once in a while. I you have a mixed drink. Okay. I'm kind of. I had like four Manhattans at dinner on Friday. That was, that was just me. <laughs> Where? That was Declan. Uh, Butcher and Boar. Butcher and the Boar downtown. Oh, very yeah. nice. Very. We made our Red bar, Rabbit, yeah. our Red Rabbit return. I was there on too. Saturday for brunch with Don. Oh, what the hell? where's the invite? So good, dude. Both you guys go dude, to Red that, Rabbit. The, the, dude, the breakfast bowl they have oh, there. Dude. Oh, I, you know what? Magical. That's what I got. The avocado toast also really outstanding. Oh yeah. The breakfast bowl though, mm-hmm. just top notch. The wood fired oysters too. Just oh. injected. Here. They're not even paying us for this yeah. message. We're no, just... they're not, and I don't really care. I love them. <laughs> God. So one of the nights, I can't remember what it was, but old Macadac was flipping around, and he landed on some live, like, primetime combine. NFL combine oh, coverage yeah. on NFL Network. Yep. And they got Daniel Jeremiah out there, and totally unprompted. They were, they were going through some of the quarterback conversations. He goes, you know, one team that nobody's talking about when it comes to quarterbacks in the draft is the Minnesota Vikings. And he followed up and said, the Vikings are doing their homework on quarterback prospects. Yep. We know they met with Will Levis and made him hold a football the entire 15 yep. or 20 minutes. Yep. We know they met with Anthony Richardson. And I think they met with another quarterback. It's been reported. Now, a lot of teams meet with a lot of players. So it's just because they met right. with someone doesn't necessarily mean they're going to trade up 17 spots and get into the top six or seven. But what did you make of that one? Daniel Jeremiah saying, hey, hey everyone, just... You know, just uh, I'm pretty plugged in here. I'm not going to tell you everything I know, but the Vikings are doing their homework on 2023 quarterbacks. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolged. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. 
Judd. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So my bad. I thought I unmuted myself. I was turning my notebook seconds. pages. I've got my QB notes right right here, and so I was trying to, to turn it. And if I do it right by the mic, it's extremely annoying. So I tried wow, to unmute some, myself. Some mic self awareness from Judd. <laughs> That's why I mute so much. Like if I sneeze, I mute. If I turn my pages, I mute. If I put my coffee mug down too loudly, Amazing. I try and mute it. The listeners so, have no idea the work that Judd puts yeah, in yeah. to you don't shield know. them from weird noises. <laughs> you don't know how much I try, and you don't know how much I try and shield you from the odd sounds coming from the Zolgad office. Anyway, um, I make of it this. There clearly is an underlying feeling among people who were at the Combine who who are trying to either read the tea leaves or talk to people. Will Levis is on the Vikings radar like yeah that's just very clear and that's not surprising like like he fits the prototypical yeah. qb right got the size he's got the arm strength i think the feeling is and anything he has that might hold him back can probably be worked out by a coach who knows what he's doing so i make of it this i would not be surprised if it's the as the draft approaches i would not i will not be shocked depending on which way things go with kirk which we should know very shortly if the Vikings gained steam as far as the teams rumored to be looking to trade up. Now what that trade, all speculation. So first off, I'm not, I'm putting together, Phil, what we are hearing, like what you just talked about. Mm -hmm. You're starting to hear the Vikings mention more. And, and to go back to what we discussed last week, a guy like Daniel Jeremiah doesn't say this just for fun. Correct. Like he's not just completely, he might be, ultimately not right but he's hearing things as well and i think what happens with kirk now and the contract and the fact that it sure sounds like the cousins camp would like another guaranteed multi-year deal and the vikings are like we're good on that and and i do think the vikings would do a multi-year deal not fully guaranteed but if kirk won't come off that uh i'm not going to be shocked at all as we get into april and the pro days if you see the vikings at more quarterback pro days and if there at least starts to, at least it goes from the very back burner to, let's say, the middle one, as far as the speculation on the Vikings and drafting quarterback. I think it's important for them to do the due diligence. I'm curious on how that first round board plays out, because clearly Anthony Richardson, like, it's it's not a... It's not a hot take to say he might have won the combine, right? I mean, the dude was balling out, was just an absolute beast. He went from a guy, I think, in the early mocks from when we first started doing these in January, like, around the late teens, early 20s, to he's probably now going to go top 10. Right, I, he is definitely his stock has risen oh, yeah. significantly. He, he might be the number one overall yeah. pick. Yeah, That's also he'll go top pick. three, I think, now mm-hmm. without question, right now. Mm-hmm. So, which one of those other guys, the Will Levis, the C.J. Strouds, who I assume are still probably top ten guys, one of these dudes might fall. And fall, what I mean by fall is to like 15, 16, 17, Where now the Vikings aren't just they don't have to go from twenty three to eight; they have to go from twenty three to seventeen. Which is still which is still a task, but it's not as daunting as jumping up fifteen spots as opposed to four or five spots. Then what happens? Then I think the board gets very interesting because they have to do their due diligence on all these guys. And if one of those other ones that falls to that sixteen seventeen range, that changes everything. And that's what I'm really fascinated by. That's the thing. It's like okay, they're doing their due diligence. They love Will Levis. Everyone seems to be enamored now by Anthony Richardson. The, the Richardson thing. Quick side street for a second. You know, one of my friends uh, went to Florida and like lives and dies by these Florida Gators games. And I was asking him a few weeks ago before all the combine stuff and everything. Hey, um, if the Vikings were to, let's say Richardson Falls, would, should the Vikings be interested? And he, like, this is a Florida fan who should be rooting for Anthony Richardson. He's like, don't do it. 
the guy sabotages games. He's not accurate. So you're really gambling. And now that he's now that he's going through all the combine drills and whatnot, and smarter people than than me, like Tyler Fornis, your cohort at Vikings Wire, watches a ton of film. Um, they say that people that watch film on Richardson will tell you that the problems you saw in college are actually a lot more fixable than you would think going into the NFL. Yep. And he's this generational type athlete. He set records for some of the different quarterback drills and stuff. So, so he's. He, I'm a little nervous that he's just one of these combine superstars that now it's overshadowing what actually happened in games, but I will trust that some of the stuff is fixable, especially if he sits for a year. But I digress. Whether it's Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or Stroud or like literally any of these top four guys, there's, I would think at this point with how many desperate teams there are for quarterbacks, the, the Panthers just missed out on Derek Carr. The Seahawks are planning for life after Geno Smith. The Texans always desperate for a quarterback, right? All these teams, the Colts, those four guys are going in the top 10. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to trade up halfway up the draft to have a chance at any of these guys. So, how much do you love Will Levis? If Will falls to like outside the top five, this is where the bidding would start if you're the Vikings. You would have to give up for sure the number 23. For sure, a 2024 first-round pick, and then something else. Maybe it's a third-round pick this year. So now you've given up all of your draft picks in the first hundred picks to move up to get Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. You might even have to give up two future first-round picks to move up that far. If there's a bidding war, other teams trying to get in, mm-hmm. and by doing that, you'd be drafting a guy, especially if it's Richardson that will sit behind Kirk Cousins for an entire year, and you won't be drafting any other players in the first 100 picks to make this year's team better. So all I can say is I'm all for finding the quarterback of the future, but you had better be damn sure, and you're never going to be 100% sure, but as sure as you can be that you are landing the guy if you're going to do that with your draft capital. And this is where you have to have tremendous faith in Kevin O'Connell. If Kevin O'Connell tells you this is the guy, like, like we are going to move on from Kirk. He wants a guaranteed contract. You told me no, Quasi, the Wilfs. Um, and I have just identified Will Levis is my guy. I can take anything he has wrong and fix it. But he has the, you know, he's what, six foot four, 229. This guy has the profile. He's got the arm. Um, I don't think you're at a place right now, you guys, where you can be afraid of that. I think if Kevin O'Connell tells you, if he comes down from the quarterback mount and anoints Will Levis as his guy. The problem that you have, though, Phil, to get more into these four quarterbacks, almost certainly all being gone top 10, top 8, is this. The draft, uh, the combine also, and the pro dates potentially will change things. You'll have more teams trying to come down. Washington, for instance, at what, 16 or 17? What if they say, okay, we thought that we could get Richardson at our pick, but we clearly can't now. Yeah. So we want a quarterback, and we're going to get. So the bidding might be absurd. It might be crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I do. Yeah. But I do think that there is a point here where you can't be afraid. And look, if you're not going to stink, and clearly the Vikings have no intention of stinking, um, at some point in time, you're going to have to find a way to address this. And the only way to address it is by mortgaging part of your future because you think the upside of the quarterback that Kevin picks is that high. Or getting or getting lucky, right, with a hand in hooker. You know, who, who's yeah. the Jalen Hurts that falls into the deep part of the second round yeah. for various questions about accuracy or system or his NFL teammates were propping him up in college, right? 
because that would be another option. But make no mistake, if you were, if of the players that are, and again, we're not just like, this is, you got Daniel Jeremiah and, and others that are saying, boy, this isn't just like the Vikings, you know, kind of bouncing around doing random things at the combine. They are very much studying the top quarterbacks in this draft. Are you okay with that being your big move at the expense of all draft picks in the top 100? You would be left then with a fourth and a fifth and maybe a comp fifth. You'd be essentially punting on putting young defensive players on this year's team. Because the other path would be you keep Kirk, you look at quarterbacks in 2024, maybe you trade back a little bit to accumulate more draft capital, and you wind up using your first, maybe an extra third that you accumulate, a third and you go hardcore defense to fix the 31st-ranked yardage defense in the NFL. Get a get a cornerback that fits that man-press coverage, Brian Flores philosophy. Get some uh, some help along the defensive line, a younger edge rusher, right? That To me, that's the path that seems the most like black-and-white logical. Your offense was eighth. Kirk Cousins is still good. Your defense is bad. That's the 2023 blueprint. How do you make the 2023 Vikings better? But Quasey's job is to make sure that the 2027 Vikings are awesome as well. And if there's a quarterback in this year's draft that they love, buckle up, man. And his his coach is an offensive coach. I mean, I think O'Connell realizes the defense stunk, and he's certainly not going to ignore that completely. But he was brought here to find a quarterback. And look, when you're talking about what, what you just said as the logical philosophy, Phil, you're talking about sort of the Vikings' traditional philosophy, which is how do we get how do we get as competitive as or stay as competitive as we possibly can? But championships aren't won that way. Championships are won by having big brass ones, and you go find this QB by having big brass ones. So if I'm told big brass footballs, big brass footballs. So if I'm told by my pigskin coordinator Kevin O'Connell, hey, this. Will Levis can lead us to a Super Bowl, and I've got and I've got a key right here to unlock that. Um, it's a different philosophy, it's different thinking, but it's it's at least intriguing. Man, this is going to be so. Uh, just to paint this picture again, we are one week away from the legal tampering window opening. So next Monday, teams can officially start to negotiate contracts, which means they'll leak out that afternoon. It'll be like. We'll get you know, most of the, the Raiders are leaning toward yeah. this. On, on a three-year, $150 million <laughs> deal, they are leaning towards this. It hasn't been signed yet, but I've got the contract in front of me. You can't actually sign until Wednesday. And Wednesday of next week, this is, the, this is March 15th, Wednesday of next week is when you have to be cap compliant. So you could, like what happened, for instance, today, the Saints are still way over the cap. Right. And, beca- and because... This is why it's a little confusing. Derek Carr was released after the season was over. If you were released between the season ending and free agency, you can yes. sign anywhere. Like Bud Kendrick's Dupree is right going to get released. Kendrick's can sign right now. Yep. Yeah. If you're if you're just a free agent coming off the books, then you have to wait until March fifteenth. But like the Saints now, there hasn't been pen put to paper yet because they have another week, week and a half to get cap compliant and figure out. Okay, now that we have Derek Carr coming in for like whatever the money's going to be. Right. Um, so that's what the Vikings have. They have the next week to get cap compliant and kind of figure some of this stuff out. And this week is absolutely like the, the next seven to 10 days are going to be absolutely crucial on Kirk because of, of this. I get the sense the Kirk camp is digesting the fact that the Vikings finally said no. 
So, you know, for all these years, they've come back and been like fully guaranteed, right? And the Vikings are like, absolutely, Kirk O'Chains. Um, I, I think the Kirk camp is struggling with the fact that they were finally told, we still like you a lot, but no, we can't do this. We can't do fully guaranteed contracts. You're aging. You're good. Probably but not you need, good enough. But you to need this. support. Exactly. So my feeling is this. In the next week, you know, because Kirk, I, I don't know. My guess is he's a rational guy. He's going to digest this. Like, like the suddenness of we're changing things is always tough for us all to accept, right? But then we go home and we think about the changes that might be coming, and we're like, okay, you know what? This might suck, but I can make it work. And my, and my point is, in seven days, could Kirk say, you know what? Three years, X amount guaranteed, but I'll come off my ass. Because I think if he does that, I think this does change the discussion that we just had. Because I don't think the Vikings are bound and determined to bounce Kirk. I just think they're very comfortable handling him on their terms now. Yeah. Well, it'll be, like I said last week, and got hammered for this. You, know, you can't, can't tell a man hammered. tell a man uh, to not make as much money as humanly possible. Yep. It, we're going to find out how flexible is he willing to be. How much does he really want to retire a Viking? Because by the time you get post-35 years old, it's too volatile just because Tom Brady played till he was 45. Yep. So from an age perspective alone, forget about the debate about how good he actually is. From an age perspective alone, the team needs some flexibility here. So um, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens in the next few days. I got a mock here for y'all. Yeah, let's do it. If you it. want before we wrap this episode. All right. I want a mock. So we're, we're getting sort of the first... I think we're going to, like, middle of the week, we're going to get the post-combine mock uh, wave is going to hit. It's starting to trickle out a little early here because the quarterbacks went through their drills. So I'm going to get you one of the first prominent mocks post-combine, even though we're not fully post-combine yet. And it's presented in part by our friends at Livia, helping guys who look yep. like defensive tackles look more like cornerbacks. Yep, like yep. yep. Exactly right. So the guy on the left there, that guy, as Phil just said, looks like a DT, right? Three-tech, probably. Three tech. Not huge, but he's a big guy. He, he's a three-tech. Yeah. The guy on the right, well, 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 that's quarterback material, ladies and gentlemen. And now you're saying, sports dad, how did, did back, you do back, that? Backup, backup quarterback. Because if you back can do that, this, this quarterback, that's starting quarterback, guaranteed contract material. Yeah, it's, and like saying, Brian, it's like a Brian Hoyer situation. I, I, that's Brady and and Namath combined. And you're saying right now, Sports Dad, how did you do that? Because if you did it, I can too. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's as simple as this Livia Weight Control Centers. I said weight control. I didn't say diet. I didn't say fad. I didn't say quick fix. In fact, they were voted Minnesota's best weight loss program. And right now, eight weeks free. If you join today, eight weeks for free. How do you look like a quarterback too? It's this simple. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. Get your weight loss on. Get looking great for spring and summer, and you can impress in those combine workouts too. Uh, Bud Dupree just tweeted, damn, I found out on Twitter. Yeah. The, the, the Titans cut Bud Dupree and Bud Dupree. Damn, I found out on Twitter. <laughs> Can you put, put a phone call in to a guy like Bud Dupree? <laughs> See, like Kendricks gets his day, right? Bud Dupree gets his ass kicked but did, out the door. But, but was Kendricks just scrolling through Twitter and saw like statements from the Wilfs and Quasi that he'd been cut? Or did someone personally him. call him at least? I bet they called him I last week and him. said, we are going to. Because <laughs> they, they, they did it first thing on a business day. Like it's the opposite of a news dump. Yes, it's the it's a Monday at 9 o'clock in the yes, morning. It's we like, wanna, hey, we, hey, we love this guy. Here's a bunch of statements yep. how much we love this guy. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, here we go. Here we go. CBS, CBS News. CBS Sports here. I haven't gone through this. We're going to all learn at the same time together. We've done about uh, 21, it looks like, mock draft roundups to this point. More than half of the mocks we have gone through on Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd have been cornerbacks, four receivers, three offensive linemen, a linebacker, and a couple of defensive linemen. So it's very much cornerback-centric for the Vikings here. Let's see what CBS Sports says, all right? They've got, with the number one overall pick, the Chicago Bears drafting Will Anderson Jr., although they've pretty much been confirmed to be trading that pick. And Peter King reporting they're going to keep Justin Fields and trade the number one pick. Yeah. So any mock that comes out without a trade, you're a coward. <laughs> oh, we've been saying that for how long? Coward. Yeah. And we've been saying that for three weeks. Bryce Young, number two to the Texans. Tyree Wilson, number three to the Cardinals. C.J. Stroud to the Colts at four. Jalen Carter falling all the way to five after the the drag racing arrest situation. Still pretty good for guys. Just got trouble. It is. Uh, okay. My, Anthony Rich is in the third quarterback off the board to the Raiders at seven. Okay. That's no, not anymore. Okay. Will Levis. So Christian Gonzalez, the first cornerback off the board at eight. And then Will Levis falls to nine. And who? Oh, uh, the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Quarterback is not get, getting past Carolina now. It feels like there's they too much demand with desperate teams that teams well, are going to be teams will move crawling up. all over each other to move up, right? Absolutely. Joy Porter, the second cornerback off the board of the Eagles at 10. I like him. Let's keep scrolling here. A lot of a little offensive lineman run. Uh, second receiver off the board. Or wait. Uh, no, for, I'm sorry. First receiver off the board. Zay Flowers to the Green Bay Packers at 15. Well, chiseled now. Hmm. Has himself yeah, you in see great that guy? shape. He's up like 20 shape. pounds. Yeah, and it's just muscle. solid muscle. Reminds me of uh, That's what everyone was thinking. Yeah, sure. After Olivia. Looks like Judd with his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback to the Washingtons. Deontay Banks, cornerback to the Lions. Scrolling, scrolling. There's Quentin Johnston, 22 to the Ravens, who are going to take another swing at a wide receiver, apparently. <laughs> I'd be thrilled if I'm him. And then the Minnesota Vikings with the 23rd overall pick. According to CBS Sports, CBS News, Kelly Ringo, cornerback, Georgia. I want a mock. Kelly Ringo. Let me see. I think he Three to nice four little... times he's been mocked to the Vikings in the mocks you've gone through, Phil. I think it's three to four. This dude ran a 4-3-6 40-yard dash at the Combine this weekend. That's moving. And he is six foot two, two hundred ten pounds. The write up says the Georgia to first round pipeline continues. A year after five Bulldogs went in round one, expect a handful this time around as well. Ringo is a long physical corner who has matched up against some of the best players in the country and obviously has that recovery speed at four three six running a forty. So this is a really deep cornerback draft. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cornerback options in free agency too. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Well, there you have it. But you can't take a corner when you mock. trade up to number six. Oh. To get what, if they, what if they trade up like 15 slots and draft someone that's not a quarterback? They, <laughs> There's no way. Right? I am very confident they would not. I just, you know what? The one thing that remains uh, personally intriguing to me is there's so much about Kwesi's philosophy on things we don't know yet. Yeah. Like the I, whole Wall Street thing doesn't mean that you're always going to bail backwards. No, but it means that you... 
I think it means that you you just you value opportunities to take swings. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if there is I'm sure they have a line of like there's 12 franchise changing players. If we don't get one of those 12, then the next 40 to 100 picks are sort of like throw them in a hat. And if that's the case, we'd rather have more. If we can't get one of the top 12 players, I'm making this up, but like one of the top 12 franchise. I like how you're thinking. Yeah. Then we would rather have more stabs at the next group of players. Right. But, but if we can move up, if we can take a stab, if we can get one of those top 12 players, everything must go. (laughs) Everything. Uh, you know, everything must go at DennisKirk.com for writing season coming up here. All right. I was trying to peek out here after a mm-hmm. smattering of snow. It's been a long winter, but motorcycle season will be back soon. You can trust us. So if you're looking to get outside, enjoy some nice weather, make sure your motorcycle or whatever you ride is ready with Dennis Kirk. Over 100,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. And uh, we will tell you guys when we know the location, but the first round of the NFL draft, we will be holding the second annual Purple Daily watch party and draft party. So we're super pumped about it. It was just a blast. Hundreds of people showed up last year and stood outside in the cold and the rain. Uh, It will be indoors, too. So I can promise you it'll be an indoor event uh, this year. But April 27th, I believe, is that Thursday. So mark your calendars. If you're traveling... We'll let you know exactly where so you can book a hotel, but we are super pumped. Hopefully the Vikings don't just like trade out of the first round and buzz kill us all. But uh, either way, we're going to be planning on the second annual Purple Daily draft party. Also over on Mackie and Judd, tons to talk about with the Wild and the Wolves. We'll have statements for you. And Declan and Realistic Randy on uh, Purple Daily YouTube channel podcast feed, breaking down free agent options. So we got you covered one week until NFL free agent tampering. See you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.